0: There's a word in this right now, and the the amazing thing is this, you you got it. See, when you learn how to worship God in your praise, and ain't nobody in the building. See, this is what God has been waiting on. Y'all don't hear me what I'm saying. When you learn how to just sing, and nobody's in here cheering you on, and you can still worship Him in spirit and truth. Nobody in here but you. you, That's what God has been waiting on with the church for so long. For so long we sing to our boo. For, For so long we sing for somebody to jump up and down. For so long we sing for somebody to cheer us on. But to really learn how to sing because you're singing to God. That's what I've been waiting on. That's what God been waiting on. I sent a text to a preacher one day and they said, when you going inside? I said, I don't know. But I said, I know, I know when my praise team starts singing to God and not people. Keeping the 100, I ain't knocking you right now, but you worshiped him. And when you kept going, I didn't get upset because you were going because you was in the spirit. You weren't going for a solo. See, it's one thing when you're worshiping him, but it's one thing when you're performing. When you're performing, even though people are clapping, Nobody getting lifted. Nobody getting delivered. Nobody's getting set free. Nobody's being healed. When you sing, you can sound good and still not be effective. But when you really worship him, somebody got healed on the internet. Somebody got set free. Can you do it two weeks in a row? Can you do it three weeks in a row? Can you keep doing it and not be in competition and know that you're singing for God? Oh, the church can learn how to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not in spirit and trying to outsing my neighbor. Not in spirit and trying to be like everybody else. I know the spirit moving, but go ahead and get in compliance. Put your mask on. Y'all ain't singing no more. But at the end of the day, keep y'all stay in worship though. You can still be in worship without saying a word. You can still be in worship with your mouth shut. You can still be in worship screaming under your mask. However you do it? Just do it in truth. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I don't even know if I'm preaching. What I want to do is tell you this. I I had a word and maybe y'all need to rewind to 8 o'clock. But I got to tell you this. When the church learns how to worship him in spirit and in truth not in flesh and performance not in solo and background but in truth I've heard praise teams sing before that couldn't even sing yet the spirit was moving because they were singing for a real reason now you gotta you got have both here <laughs> It's just how I roll. <laughs> but when you learn how to worship Him in spirit and in truth, and understand you're singing to Him and not anybody else. When I, what I can tell you, I was telling Reverend Walden, I feel like how Superman was. When Superman first came to earth, and you know they have a new Superman every other week now since Christopher Reeves had died. But, but, but the thing was, Superman could see everything, and, and he had to tone his x-ray vision now because he was seeing people bones and their heartbeat and he was seeing too much and now that we have been separated from the people y'all don't hear what I'm saying and we're able to commune with him you can hear and see him in spirit and in truth better than you did when everybody was here you hearing God better in your car if you got the transmitter on and you can hear the speakers. You're hearing him more because you're in him by yourself. Oh, y'all, this is a whole nother sermon. But can I talk to you for a minute? It said, it said, and 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 when he was alone. Oh, it's so many verses. And and when Paul was alone, and, and when Jacob was alone, he wrestled with the angel. And, And when Abraham got alone to go sacrifice Isaac and, and when, when Samson finally got alone and left the chicken heads alone and he got to the pillars and let me do it one more time. And when Ezekiel was alone he spoke to the dry bones. Y- 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 are you following me? God will use a drunk to warn people. I believe God uses people that nobody expects to be used just to make sure that he, you understand he can use anybody and to make you miss it if you don't feel him in spirit. I, you know why people didn't get on the boat with Noah? He was a drunk. An alcoholic. What is this rain you're talking about? I I don't know where I'm going with this, but I don't think I'm going where I had wrote this stuff down. Believe me, I'm prepared. Maybe go back and do the replay. But what I want to tell you is this. God is looking for the church to worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm getting more irritable when the media ain't right. I'm getting more irritable when stuff ain't right because it's the spirit it's the righteous indignation that's letting us know the world is dying and we got to be prayed up. If you're doing something in the church, you got to be under the anointing. Musicians, praise team, they sent you out first. He told Hezekiah, send them out first. Send the praise team out. Let them sing and confuse the enemy. Let the praises go up even in the midst of them. Even though you outnumbered, let the shouts Go out. And when the shouts went out, God confused the enemy. The enemy wondering how in the world you still praise him in the midst of a pandemic. How in the world are you singing even better and praise him even though you've had the coronavirus before. The devil is confused. Gideon went to the mountain top, and it was around, uh, uh, around the walls of the city. He had the trumpets and the jaws. And they broke it and they did what? Blew the trumpet and shouted. Because when you shout, that's the highest level of praise. And shout in the Greek means to rip your enemy apart piece by piece. That's what it means in the Greek. So when you shout, you're ripping down poverty out of your life. When you shout, you're shouting down brokenness out of your life. When you shout, you're ripping up diseases and infirmities. When you shout, you ripping down gas prices. When you shout, you ripping down racism. When you shout, and you really shout because you shout shouting unto the Lord. The devil can't handle you. When you shout, when you praise him, church folk in your cars, church folk on the internet. Learn how to worship him in spirit and truth. I wrote down all this sermon. You know I want to go back and read it. Got irritated at 8 o'clock and wanted to do the whole thing again. But that's just the devil trying to distract me. Stop going by your agenda and go where God tells you to go. The problem is you keep trying to find out where Reverend Walden going. Where Bishop J's going. And see right now nobody knows where anybody is going. Now everybody got to be their authentic self. You don't know what Joel O'Steen is doing because everybody at home. You don't know what Joe's mind is doing because everybody is shut down. You got to really learn who you are. What if David would have went and fought with the armor on? Remember he tried to fight with, with Saul's armor and uh, couldn't even walk. And he said, I can't use it because I've not proven them. This is not what I use." I need what God gave me. Give me my sling and my rock. David went out there with a sling and a rock and some skinny jeans on. (laughs) Looking like he wasn't going to even make it. I'm sure they looked at him and this joker ain't even got no no armor on. He going to die today. But you got to use what God tells you to use. Use your instruments, it'll set somebody free. Use your voice, use your camera, use your sound, use your sternness. Use whatever God has given you to use because God will use you, your authentic self, to set the world free. He ain't looking for another Martin Luther King, he's looking for you. He's not looking for another Malcolm X, he's looking for a you. He's not looking for a Mega Evans, he's not looking for uh, uh, another uh, Joe See, He's not looking for another Andy Stanley. He's looking for you. Sometimes I believe our anointing is looking at us and saying, when you be you, and I can recognize who I'm supposed to be in, I'll get back in you. <laughs> and sometimes I'm telling you, you are being fake and your, and your, and your anointing just sitting around, When is she going to be herself? I am her anointed, but she over here trying to be Michelle Obama. You ain't Michelle. You a creature. Do you the way I made you. Learn how to follow your authentic self. People ask me, and I'm just having a conversation right now, I, I, I hope you're getting something out of it. People say, how does your basketball work? It did not work for me. It worked for me because that's what I wanted to do authentically. Anytime you keep making copies, after a while they get light. Because you keep copying the copy of a copy. When you your authentic self, you're more potent. People tell me, am I going to sing? Dude kept trying to make me sing at a funeral. I can't sing. Well, I put you down for a solo where you can just... Understand I ain't standing up. You, you you, know what I'm talking about. Remember that? <laughs> Dude, I ain't singing no solo. I can't sing. What am I going to get up there and sing for? I know I can't sing. Now I might lead, lead the whole congregation and follow me and, and you follow them and put, I don't care what key it's supposed to be in, I know what key I fit in because it's the only key I got. <laughs> I know me. Let God mold you into what he wants you to be. He died to reconcile you back to himself. Oh, in Leviticus, you had to go get bullocks and and lambs and all these different sacrifices to to, to bring yourself back into him. and, and, And no one could talk to God except for one priest a year. And what that priest would do was sprinkle blood on himself and, 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 and get ready and pray. To, you know how people want to jump up and do solos now? They ain't jump up back then. Because they knew if they didn't make a joyful noise or do what God wanted to do. God was like that. What's that? Alice in Wonderland, like the queen. God was gangster. So they would sprinkle themselves and then they would go in and walk in the holy of holies. But what would happen was they would tie a rope around the ankle of the priest that was supposed to go in and put a bell on him, and when the bell stopped ringing or he stopped moving, they'd be like, "He ain't make it." <laughs> but because God wanted to have a relationship with you, He said Abraham couldn't do it because he kept lying about his wife. Noah couldn't do it; he wouldn't leave the angel alone. Samson couldn't do it; wouldn't leave the women al- wouldn't leave Delilah alone. Daniel, I mean, uh, uh, David wouldn't leave nobody alone. Jeremiah kept whining and crying. Isaiah kept cussing folk out. Thomas kept down. and couldn't do nothing. So he said, You know what? I'll do it myself. Right. Right. Walked down 42, burning generation, wrote and seven in the flesh, Claim out, Emmanuel, God is with us. Stepped in Mary's womb and was born a man to reconcile us to God and God to us. Now I'm, I'm abbreviating this lesson right now because I don't. I, I, you can go back and do the replay. And anybody at 11 o'clock, if you inbox me and say you want a free copy of the CD or DVD from 8 o'clock, I give it to you because I don't want to go through all of it right now. What I want to go through is this. All you need to know is the only person you need to please is Jesus. Right. Oh, I know, sister girl, man, because because brother man then looked at her and said, "You know, keep playing, man. That was good. You had me chilling and mellow. We good." Hey, I want to start. Yeah, yeah. Go. You know me. I start shouting and go somewhere, but right now, keep me right there. <laughs> and and, and, so, and so I know. Since girl looking at brother man in the car, because he, he's saying, "I mm-hmm, ain't gonna listen." Please, nobody but Jesus. But when you please Jesus, you'll please her. When you please Jesus, you'll please him. If y'all are supposed to be one. Because when you seek ye first the kingdom of God, he will add all these things unto you. And as long as you pleasing Jesus, you will be all right. If you don't know El Shaddai means the God above every other God, Elohim. If you don't know all these different meanings, all you need to know is that Jesus is the fullest of the Godhead bodily. You don't need to know Jehovah (laughs) Jireh is your healer. You don't need to know Jehovah Nisi is your victory. You don't need to know Jehovah Shalom is your peace. You don't need to know all that stuff. You don't need to know Jehovah Rohi is your sanctifier. You don't need to know all that stuff. All you need to know is Jesus came to redeem you. And in Hebrews, what we go into now, remember in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26, 25 and 26, it says, there's no more sacrifice if you sin, if you continue to sin intentionally. What he's saying is not your sin. Because come on now, whatever you did last night, you did on purpose. No sin is done without being done on purpose. But what he's saying is no longer do you have to bring bullocks and no longer do you have to bring sacrifice. He don't want your car. He don't want your money. He wants your heart because your treasure is where your heart is. and Your heart is where your treasure is. He don't need your tithes. He just wants your heart and he knows your heart is more connected to your money than anything else. And if you bring your treasure to him, he knows he got your heart. Sister girl trying you. Sometimes she don't even want that gift. She do not see if you go get it. Because you want to know, does she have your heart? That's all God wants. And when you begin to give Jesus your whole heart, he begins to work your life out. But I, 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 like I said, I I, I feel like I, I, I feel like the praise team has put me somewhere else right now because I gotta talk to you. I just wanna have a conversation. Be you. Be who God made you to be. I don't care that I can't sing. I can go grab my saxophone if I practice. I don't care what I can't do. I know what I can do because God made you fearfully and wonderfully. I must be talking to some people that may have some low self-esteem, low issues right now. And I just want to tell you this right now. Be you. Right now, I want to sit down and I really want to go on my sermon because I this time and wrote all this stuff. out. Ah. You know what? I might just teach y'all this on Tuesday night just for the people. So if you, if you, if, if you want to hear this again, I'm going to do it on Tuesday night, this, and kind of talk about it and have a conversation with you and, and dialogue with you. How about that? But right now, it's some people out here that's struggling to be themselves. Why are you trying to be somebody else? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you for a reason. David, I don't know why I keep going back to David. David went out and his dad said, go take your brother some milk and cookies. That's right. D- David had already been anointed to be king. But he said, go take your brother some milk and cookies. What a humble thing to do. But you know what? Because David was humble, he ended up where he was supposed to be. And because he was humble and was obedient to his father. Because he was obedient to who he was submitted to. Because he grabbed the cheeses and the crackers that his daddy told him to take to the battlefield. Even though he was anointed to be killed. Nobody gave him respect, but because he was submitted to his father, when he went to the battlefield, he found his divine moment. And the whole time, forty days and forty nights, they were going back and forth with, with pretty much Goliath saying, "Baddest man, hit my hand." Nobody would go. You know what they were waiting on? They were waiting on David. You know what COVID-19 waiting on before it leaves you? It's the church fault that is still going on. I, I ain't blaming Trump. I can't blame Trump. We already knew Trump didn't make no sense. I ain't worried about it. Sorry, Trumpians. I blame us. Because the Bible says when my people humble themselves, when my people, he ain't say Trump people, he ain't say Biden people, he ain't say black people, he ain't say Hispanic people, he ain't say white people. He said when his people, when his Christian followers humble themselves, repent, turn from their wicked ways, and pray, what'd he do? I'll heal their land. And the problem, and I, I believe in science. Because God uses signs, everything is lined up. First, the natural, then the spiritual. So we—that's why we got our mask on, and that's why we are. are, are. But if we get ourselves together, church, pandemic, we be done. God hit our land. Everybody arguing. Five days is an incubation. Do You gotta wait 14 days. You gotta wait 12 days. You gotta wait 10 days. Everybody got all these different things because they'll never understand it because God not letting them. Because but what I understand in the spirit is this. If we don't get it together, the world is doomed. The church got to get it together. Praise team. Thank you for singing to God and nobody else. He had to enter the empty sanctuary just for you to get it right. Nobody fighting up here like the five heartbeats. See, y'all might not grab each other by the arm, but I see y'all when y'all, ah, she's too like, ah. <laughs> And sometimes you don't even know it yourself. Because when you're not truly in the spirit, the devil can do whatever. Look at this. I ain't got nothing written now. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even care. I just flowing with God. You see what I'm saying? Somebody needs to hear this. Because too many people are trying to be somebody they are not. Be who you're supposed to be. Be who God has called you to be. Stop trying to be somebody else and be who God called you to be. People try to put you in a box. No, don't you let them put you in a box? Well, well, you, you, you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that. Or God made you. You aren't tired, no. When I'm tired, I sit down. Be you. Be you. Be you. All <laughs> oh, God saying is, He made you fearfully and wonderfully. But you keep trying to change yourself. Ooh, I'm about to go somewhere that I can't. I'm already on the ledge. You want to change and call yourself? Somebody else, okay? Let me just say, you were born Fred, but now you want to be Frederica. You want me to accept you for you, but you don't accept yourself. Uh, Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm losing followers. I know I'm losing some streaming credits. I know Facebook is looking at me and thinking am I hostile? I'm messed up just like everybody else. That ain't my issue. But what I'm saying is you want me to accept you for you, but you ain't accepted yourself for you. You ain't accepting how God made you. God made you fearfully and wonderfully, and he didn't make no mistake, even though your mama told you she did. You'll get that when you go home. even and the thing about this this is why I talk about adoption God doesn't say the only begotten son is Jesus and I used to get salty that God said adoption but when I look at how much paperwork you got to go through to adopt somebody God loves you so much he did paperwork on you oh y'all ain't going to hear me See, see, see the reason the wages of sin is what death And so, the funny thing about it is, the devil tried to kill Jesus a whole bunch of times. And I told you before, Jesus teleported. He was on the edge of the mountain. They were trying to kill him. Teleported like Captain Kirk. And said he did it because it was not his time. It was not his time until he finally got the devil to see that the joke was on him. The weight of the sin is death, right? Which means Jesus shouldn't have died if he never did what? sin and he never sinned right and so God knew because Adam fell in the garden in the the garden of Eden he knew that he fell so he couldn't save him justifiably when you died you had to stay dead because the devil is legalistic and we said that sin brings death right and so now Peter says don't go to the cross Jesus and Jesus said You behind me, Satan, because Satan finally understood that he was breaking the law on Jesus. I mean, let me walk slowly with you, let me take this right quick. He was breaking the law on Jesus, so now that he broke the law on Jesus, now grace can be ushered in. Watch this God went through everything He was supposed to do. First of all, to have legal authority on earth, you have to be born of what? A woman. He who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. And the gate is a woman. So now he's born of a woman. So now he has legal authority. He wasn't cast down. He has legal authority. And now he's 100% divine. He is born not into sin because the only DNA that mixes with the woman is the man. So Jesus was born of a virgin, born only with the DNA of his father, born perfect. High priest, 100% divine, 100% human. So then here he is walking humbly. And now he's fulfilled everything because the law, remember the law is is holy. It just can't make you holy because you can't keep it. To miss one part of the law, you miss everything. You might not fornicate, but you might alive. Whatever you do wrong, so Jesus, see, the thing about this, everybody want to talk about grace, talk about grace, talk about grace, and it's good that we have grace, but Bonhoeffer calls some of the grace that we want cheap grace. Cheap grace says I can do whatever I want to do and live how I want to live and nothing ever happened to me because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. That's cheap grace. But real grace says my God has died for me. And if he died for me, I do whatever I can to please him. So Jesus, again, never supposed to die, right? So then Jesus, they let Jesus go to the cross. But Jesus said, don't get it twisted. No man, take my life. I lay it down. But because you set it up, devil, you ushered in the breaking of the law, which means now you usher in grace. Because, see, the law is still in existence because the Old Testament and the New Testament go line upon line and precept upon precept. Everything goes together. The same way Jeremiah said, I'll write on everybody's heart that they know me. The same way Hebrew said, it all goes together. Right? But now that the law has been fulfilled by Jesus, and but it was broken by Satan, now grace has been ushered in. See, look, if I jump off this stage, I'm gonna hit the ground. Because it's called what? Gravity. But if I can get in an airplane. Even though gravity is still at play, gravity never ends. Because if the engine go out, gravity gonna bring me down. But aerodynamics supersede gravity. Grace supersedes the law. And so now Jesus ushered in grace because He was perfect, but He still went to the cross because He was obedient to death. Because the devil set a trap for Him that Jesus wanted Him to set. Anybody got set in a trap that the devil meant for evil, but God meant for good? Anyway, let me go ahead. I'm, I'm going to walk you through this, and then we am going to get out your way. Look here. So now Jesus has ushered in grace because I'm going to tell you how he did it. First of all, he was born a woman, never sinned, did everything he was supposed to do. So then now, if you really read the Bible, When they came to get Jesus in the book of John, what did they do? They bowed down and worshiped him because they knew he was God. Some people at your job know you're anointed, but you know they're attacking you just because they know you're anointed. Because darkness hates light. So anyway, Jesus, they bowed down and worshiped him. Peter tried to kill the man and cut his ear off, but he was trying to cut him because the, 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 the centurion's helmet would be fused together. And if you hit it right there, you could split their skull. That's what, that's what Peter was trying to do, but he miscalculated and he cut his ear off. Jesus put the ear back on. They knew who he was. Pontius Pilate said, you know what? I'm not going to kill this man. He's innocent and washed his hands. Oh y'all don't hear me! And because he washed his hands, now it was it moved from an execution to a sacrifice. Why? Because the high priest gave his assent. The high priest sent Jesus to the cross, not Pontius Pilate, because God wanted to make sure he did his paperwork. Y'all don't hear me? He did his paperwork to make sure you were legal, to make sure the devil can't pull nothing on you, because the devil is the one that broke the law. By sending Jesus to the cross. And so now the high priest sends him to the cross, but he also sends a priest, a perfect priest with no blemish. And see, if you look in the Hebrews chapter 10, where I'm supposed to be teaching you from in those verses 11 through 18 and 22, 23 and 26, you begin to realize that that the priest always had to stand up and preach like me. It's to symbolize that he has to keep giving atonement over and over and over again. But God commanded Jesus to sit down because his work is finished. That's why when you go to a hospital room, preachers, stop saying, God, heal this person. God, if it's your will, heal this person. God, help me. God, this and do this. No, you will do greater exploits in his name. God told Jesus to sit down because he knew Jesus would be tempted to stand up to help you, but you're supposed to do it with your authority in his name. That's why you have to be your authentic self. Because when you really begin to walk in your authentic self and stop trying to walk like somebody else, you'll begin to walk in the boat that you're supposed to walk in. The only way you can get to Jesus, the only way you can get to God is through Jesus. Like I said, I'm not going to go all through this. I just need you to know when they had the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Tabernacles and the Feast of Ingathering and Sukkot and all these different things you read and wondering why we don't have them anymore because Jesus is the sacrifice. Jesus is the Sabbath. Today, not the Sabbath. Saturday, not the Sabbath. There is no Sabbath except Jesus. Jesus is your rest. You don't need the Feast of Weeks. You don't need to know all the Greek and Hebrew names. You just need to call on Jesus. Why? Because God said you can come to Him only through Jesus. See, I realize I can understand God more so now that I'm a that I'm I lead more because I want people to approach me in a way I want them to approach me. Certain stuff I don't want to hear on Saturday because I gotta get my mind right for Sunday. On Sunday, I don't want to be bothered by this. Talk to Rev Walter. If you want to get to me, go to Him. And so if my human mind has protocols in which to approach me. In different times, how do we disrespect God's protocol? Stop trying to get to God through all your little philosophical ways. Your tithes, God don't need them. He wants your heart. He don't need your sacrifice. He wants your heart. He don't need it. But what he tells you is, you better accept my son because I sent him down there and poured all my wrath on him because I knew you couldn't do it. Ain't that wild? He said, you know what? You can't do it yourself, so I'm going to do it for you. It's, see, see, I understand, God. I, I'm trying with you. I ain't trying to throw no shade. I'm really teaching, and I really understand it now when you tell me I ain't say nothing wrong because I, sometimes I'll be fiery with it. I, I got here at 7 in the morning because I knew certain stuff might not be the way I wanted it. So I said, you know what? Let me enroll myself in the flesh now. I <laughs> Because I'm like, let me get here and make sure it's the way I ask for it all the time. Because sometimes people get, because it's cold, that don't mean I ain't going out there. I mean, I might not go out there sometime, but I need it together. Because I know what I want. But sometimes when you can't get what you want, you do it yourself. And because nobody could get it right, God loved you so much, he did it himself. He said, I'm going to do it one time and once and for all. And I'm going to be done with it. Walked down 40 and 2, burning generation, rolled himself in the flesh, came out Emmanuel, reduced himself down to his least common denominator so that when he stepped in Mary's womb, it wouldn't bust her wide open. Walked as a man for 33 years. Walked down the way of Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering, where they put nails in his hand to bring to fruition a soteriological dispensation that if there be no shedding of blood, there be no remission of sins. Did all that and went to the cross. Allowed your sins to become his. Eli, Eli, Shabbat, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He allowed himself to be forsaken so you wouldn't have to. So you know what? They don't have to tie to rope around your ankle and pull you out when you go talk to God. God split the veil from the top to the bottom. Not the bottom to the top. To make sure you understood he's the one that did it. To let you know he wanted to have relationship with you. Intentionally with you. So now you don't have to sprinkle blood on you. Now you don't have to go to the Feast of Weeks. All you got to do is call on Jesus. And the same thing that people would die and walk to him and not be together, you can come to him as you are. Now come to him with a pure heart. Come to him with a repentant heart trying to do right. But you're going to always do wrong. You're human. See, James tells it this way. James says, try to be perfect. You ain't going to be able to do it, but try anyway. Strive. Thank you. Strive for perfection. Press toward it. You're not going to be able to do it. But if you try, God will call you faithful as long as you say you're covered with the blood of Jesus. People wonder how sometimes my mouth get out of control. Hallelujah. I need the hot cold just like Isaiah. But God doesn't see me. God sees the blood of Jesus. He don't see Maxwell when Maxwell going ham in the parking lot when stuff ain't right. He don't see me. You do. (laughs) But he sees the blood of Jesus. Why? Because I know I'm not worthy to do this. See, this is what I need you to understand. I'm going to sit down. This is what I need you to understand. I'm no better than you. We already know that. We're all a body of believers, but we're all called to certain jobs. Some of us are called to be musicians. Some of us are called to be teachers and evangelists. Some of us are called to be pastors, but we're all the same. It's just that We have different levels of authority, different levels of gifts, but we're all one body. I know you think your toes ain't important, but if you lost two of them, You lost one of them, huh? I know you think your fingers ain't important, but 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 and you, but if what, what if you lost your thumb? And that's what you need to understand, no matter what your job is, no matter how small you think it is, it's important. What tire on your car is the most important? Oh, look, if one flat is a wrap. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm telling you is this. I'm believing God is going to raise up authentic believers that understand that even though they sin, even though they fall short of the glory of God, even though that their lives are messed up, they understand that they're covered with the blood of Jesus and they will still walk in boldness. God said, approach my throne boldly. He had to tell them that because they wouldn't approach his throne boldly back then. Come on now. Can you imagine this? Walk with me. Walk with me on this. You were a priest. You know what you did last week. You still got to go try to walk in there and see God. <laughs> they got a, a rope around your ankle and a bell because they think you ain't going to make it, right? If they just had confidence, you were going to make it. They just let you walk in there. You scared. Because you know you lied yesterday. You scared because you know you fornicated last week. You scared because you know you cheated on your taxes. You scared because you know you done messed up and you're not doing right. And so you're scared because you know God really has the right to strike you down. And you're trying to get to him. The reason why he says approach my throne boldly," is because he said, you know what? None of you can get it right. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So now that my son Jesus Christ has passed the test for you, if you just claim him, I'll let you cheat off his paper, for lack of a better term. And so now, because you're covered with the blood, because the blood, every knee shall bow, because you covered by the blood and you a son or daughter adopted. When your enemy come at you, they got to bow down. Because they're not coming against you. They're coming against the blood. They're coming against the armies of the living God. So even though you messed up and put yourself in certain situations where your enemy is in position to destroy you because you're covered with the blood. He calls you righteous even though you're not. So in verse 26 in Hebrews, when it says, you continue to sin and there's no more sacrifice, he's saying, stop trying to bring these turtle doves. Stop trying to bring all this other stuff. I done told you who the sacrifice is. Is there one? And see, this is the thing. Some of us keep trying to get our life right and then come to Jesus. Okay, say your heart messed up. Would you cut yourself open do open heart surgery and then go to the doctor. Hmm. It makes no sense to go to the doctor after you well. Because you don't need the doctor. You go to the doctor when you're sick. And we are sick. So we have to come to Jesus. Stop waiting on your mama to be there. To see you. Better walk down that aisle up blow that horn or inbox whatever you are stop trying to wait on somebody to see you do what it is you're supposed to be doing COVID-19 is here to make sure you learn how to have your private moments with God